welcome to the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a daily show to equip, inform, and inspire educators to teach with less reliance on the textbook through technology, creativity, and innovation. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Let's get started. This is episode 99 of the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. 99, we're getting close to that elusive number 100. So uh, I'm coming to you today from Portage, Michigan, and have been hanging out with some awesome teachers here as we get ready for the school year. And I'm hanging out with one of those awesome teachers right now. And so uh, Jacqueline, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, my name is Jacqueline Pora, and I am a middle school Spanish teacher. I teach eighth grade Spanish at West Middle School here in Portage, and I'm going into my 12th year of teaching. Wow, fellow Spanish teacher, I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, but um, the, the reason that I ended up in this very classroom where we're sitting right now is uh, Jacqueline just led a session with a title that really drew me in. And anyway, Can you tell them real quick what the title is? differentiate like a ninja in Google Classroom. Yes. And so, you know, ninjas are fun, of course. But uh, what got me, of course, was differentiate in Google Classroom. And um, I think there's a lot of potential for that. And I'll let you talk about that. But first, um, let's just touch real fast on the whole idea of differentiation. Why do you think this is, I mean, it's something that you hear, it's one of those buzzwords sometimes, you know, that you hear all over education. Why do you think it's so important? I think it's kind of meeting each student where they're at and still challenging them to grow. So I feel like my responsibility as a teacher is to help you become a better Spanish speaker, whether it's starting out with just lists and phrases to complete sentences to you can already do complete sentences. Now you need to go into more conversation. Mm where you can have a five or 10 minute conversation with me, or maybe you are really interested in traveling and I don't have time to cover that in the traditional traditional curriculum. Right. I wanna give you all those opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And differentiating doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to create 14 different assignments, because nope. sometimes people think that, don't they? Right, right, and my biggest thing is I <clears throat> do not reinvent the wheel. I beg, borrow, and steal from everybody. Yeah. And I build on everything. So this is probably my fourth year doing differentiation um, with Google Classroom. This is when we have Chromebooks in our classroom and the opportunity to do that. I felt really limited in a traditional classroom with a textbook. Um, it meant kind of creating different worksheets. And that was too much work for me. Yep. Yep. And too much time in grading and really not getting the results I want. Whereas what I use now, I had students who, at the end of level one Spanish in eighth grade, we're only speaking Spanish to me. Nice. Yeah, whereas in a traditional classroom, we never did. Yeah, yeah. So. And so to get those, and I love the crossover to this to so many other subjects because, you know, that fluency in Spanish can mean, you know, in the math classroom, you've gotten so many repetitions on your level that your skills have gotten better. And, you know, and ju I mean, just across the board, this totally fits. So I'm really excited to hear some of these, um, some of these ways that we can use Google Classroom to help us to create that, that kind of differentiation. So what are, what are some suggestions you have? Okay, so the way my Google Classroom is set up, and I think this will kind of be the easiest way to envision without actually seeing it. Yeah. Um, I have a Google Classroom class for each hour, and that's where the regular assignments go. Mm -hmm. um, I do do something there that a little different that I'll get into in a second, but I also have an extension class. And on the extension class are different topics, whether it's culture or travel or food or mm -hmm. sports. Um, they can click on that 
uh, topic and pick one of the assignments there. Mm -hmm. So for the kids that are kind of bored with the vocabulary that we're doing, I'll do kind of an extension vocabulary and they'll go and study it on Quizlet and then do a little quizzes competition. Now with that uh, extension class, is that a different class for each hour or is there one extension class for all of your classes? Because I don't grade those assignments, yeah. it's just one class for yeah. all of them. And so that's easy. That's it's super easy, yeah. And actually kind of one of our favorite ones that we did this year was uh, March Music Madness. Oh, cool. So I picked 16 songs in Spanish that were very appropriate for a middle school classroom and we went on there and voted. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because um, had I just had the songs playing, Maybe it would have touched some of them, maybe not. But I had so many kids that at the end of that assignment, they said, you know what? My Spotify playlist is full of your songs now. <laughs> yes. And they knew all the words in Spanish. Kids that never wanted to speak Spanish were now in my class singing mm -hmm. as I had the songs playing. It just really made them, brought them more ownership of the song. So yeah. Yeah. I have a wide variety. There's stuff on there that takes five minutes to do and stuff on there that would take an hour. Mm -hmm. Some of them are really interested in traveling. They've been to Spain, so I'll pull out Rick Steves videos yeah. and put those on there and they'll tell me all about, oh, I've, I've been here and I really wanna go there because that's really what interests them. So it's kind of lighting that spark in them, what inspires yeah. them to wanna continue on with Spanish. Yeah, that's so cool. So. So with your, with your students, if they need some more practice, some more repetitions, and there's time in class for that or there's assignments for that um, you know, to help them get that, but if students have already made it through and have shown proficiency in that area, then they can go to the extension class, and that they probably have a lot of freedom on what they choose, right? Exactly. I never assign any of those. If there is kind of an extension sort of assignment that is assigned, mm -hmm. I will put it on the regular Google Classroom. Like, hey, if you have time, I want you to go here and go to this. Um, the other way that I uh, differentiate, I mean, as teachers, we do this all the time. And yeah. for me as a Spanish teacher, I'm constantly doing it. When they're working, I'm walking around and having conversations tiered conversations, maybe very basic ones with one student and the other student and I are sitting there talking about what he did over the weekend yeah, yeah. in full Spanish, you know, because yeah. every kind of meeting everyone were at their level. So I'll take a formative assessment, whether um, I use go formative a lot. Yeah. Uh, our grade book has a way to give assessments on there and I can weight it as zero. Mm -hmm. So it's very much a formative assessment. And then I kind of put the kids into three groups. Now this one is probably the most time consuming one, mm -hmm. um, but I've had some really cool results without giving extra homework yeah. or taking a lot of time outside of class, mm -hmm. kind of utilizing those minutes that I have in class to kind of reach everybody. So I try to do this maybe once a month. Maybe this year I'll, I'll go for a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll give them an assessment, a, a formative assessment, kind of get three groups, my A's, my B's and C's, and then the ones who are really struggling with a concept. Yeah. So on Google Classroom, there's a way to assign the different assignments to different kids. Isn't that where you click on the number of students that you have in the class and it gives you a drop down with check boxes next to everybody? So then you can just check those individual students that you want to give you know, to your higher group and your middle group and all of that, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it, it is a little bit time consuming with that, but the results are everybody kind of feels like they're getting what they need. So yeah. it's a good goal to have to start. I would say once a month is probably feasible. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a ton of prep, so I do have flexibility with that. Mm -hmm. But I do have a, lot, a busy life outside of school, so I sure. can't spend every evening doing that as well. Um, so this is something I just really enjoy. So my, my kids who got it, my A's, I usually assign them as group C, just to kind of mess with them oh, a little bit. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so they'll have, um, oh, you know what, you get this. So we did a, a, a unit on a star, Tener and Sintirse, and you wanna talk about the lesson that you dread coming up because it oh. makes no sense why yep. we would put those three verbs together. Yep. 
And so I'm like, okay, you know what? We're on feelings and health and all that. You guys are making a medical brochure. And they were all about it. Cool. And so they like, oh, you feel this way, you should do this. And like yeah. giving advice. And so they did that. And they did it right on Google Slides. It was a one-day thing. It wasn't very mm -hmm. long. But they, they were really inspired by it. And, and even a couple of them said, oh, my gosh, this is so much better than a worksheet. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, my Bs then were kind of my middle-of-the-road kids. They're going to still take the assessment. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they're almost there. So they were actually my mentors. And I paired mm -hmm. them up with my C's because it was, um, mm -hmm. you know, it was basically uh, memorization, vocab, yeah. and then memorizing the verb conjugations. So then I had um, an activity set up where they kind of paired up with the other group mm -hmm. and worked with someone I thought they would work well with. So yeah. I had the pair set up ahead of time. So, I mean, again, I have between 170 and 180 kids every year. So it was a little wow. bit time consuming. Yeah. But now I have those lessons already. Right. I just go in and I go to my archive classes mm -hmm. and I reuse those assignments. So now all I really need to do is just put the kids into groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love this. So that's that's like two two killer ideas really and you, you've even got more wow you know we may have to do this in like another episode or something this is this is really good um but i mean just those two i think are, are very practical and usable i mean to do the would you call it an extension class yep. yeah to to give kids who are done something to work on and then that um you know those those grouped activities that are more on on base that's and you know if somebody's interested in more of this stuff um where's the best way if someone's listening to this that they could uh, reach out to you or learn more about what you've got? Um, I'm on Twitter at, at LaSingorapora, and it's L-A-S-E-N-O-R-A-P-O-R-A. -O -R -A okay. So, or, yeah. yeah, I think that would probably be the best way, yeah. so. Okay, all right, That's and you've got more stuff to do. We'll, we'll figure out a way to, to make this okay. work so we can share more of this. So thank you so much for sharing these. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ditch That Textbook podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love it, be sure to leave a review and rating on iTunes to help others find the show. Thanks for listening and happy ditching.